everyone, back to another episode of Reliability Boombox, proudly brought to you by Reliability Extranet and Group of Companies, um, with our, myself, Dane Sullivan, and our co-host, Seven, aka Peter Horsburgh. Hello, everyone. Nice to have you back, <laughs> Seven. Um, Thank you. So, as we, we like to sort of do, and as I would say I like to do, when we have these fireside chats, um, I like to leave you unprepared, as unprepared as possible, and just sort of <laughs> throw things yeah. at you. Throw it, throw it, throw it at me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. But the last, the last couple of episodes, or the, the first few episodes we've done, we've sort of done a bit of um, the whys, the whats, the whos, what if sort of thing for um, problem solving or root cause analysis and machine learning. Mm-hmm. So, we could dive into a recap of that, but what came to my mind a little earlier was that maybe it'd be worth talking about some really good results that you've seen from both these situations yep. um, and from your experience. Because I think like we can talk about the what's, the why's, the who's, and it sort of does give a really good example, though I think if we just sort of do a bit of a review on maybe if you can just think of a, a case that's come to your mind, we do a little bit of a sort of a case study and just talk it through and show a really yeah. good result of something that, that has come up. Yeah. Awesome. So, so here we are, the, the $50 million question. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So let's dive into problem solving first. Yeah. Root cause yep. analysis. It's kind of been awesome. our theme. We do problem solving first. So, can you, or do you have one that comes to mind that has presented really, really good and had some really good findings and just how the framework has helped you through that process? So I guess maybe let's just talk about the case um, and the case that first yep. comes to mind that you've got. You have a bit of yep. a background to it. Yep. A bit of background. Yep. Perfect. Yep. So um, there's... Ooh, there's in the, on, the, on the problem solving side of things over, over my career but um i'm gonna I'm, i've actually got a couple here and i'm gonna come in come in from a couple of angles so one i'm gonna come in from a business i'm gonna give a business related one where there was a positive result with regards to let's call it a, a bottom line okay right. um in a, in, a, in a business and i'm gonna talk about another one that is more people orientated and, and, and bringing the team mm. on board. And what I'm talking about there is team, um, as in uh, corporate all the way down to uh, people working on said piece of equipment that's, oh. that's been causing, causing trouble. So, I wanna, nice. I wanna, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take from two, two angles with regards to the problem solving. Yep. Okay. So the first one, business-related results. Um, so what I was happening was that I took um, uh, a job. Mm-hmm. I took a job, and the job was related. I got the job because of my reliability experience, and um, essentially it was a production process. Okay, and the production process was not performing. 
the production process was not performing to the point where it was actually starting to cause the business uh, a significant problem to the point where the CEO was getting CEO attention. Okay. So, right. Um, chief executive or officer attention that mm -hmm. got to fix this. So when I took the job, I didn't know the problem was that big, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so anyway, uh, it soon came to me or a realization to me that um, one, the guys didn't, the guys and girls, actually, the guys and girls didn't um, have a, a method of problem solving. Right. Okay. So they didn't actually like they solved problems, right? And and mm -hmm. the plant eventually went back, but then it would stop again. Okay. And it was a whole heap of little things that are happening that 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 when you summed it all together, um, was causing this big business problem. Okay. Yeah. So, and 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 there's like. I know I said a whole heap of little things. There's a whole heap of little things wrong with their processes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that would manifest itself into downtime of, you know, short, frequent intervals in a mixture of large, uh, problems, large, large problems that stop the process for a, for a long period of time. Sure. So, um, after doing a little bit of habit one identifying, <laughs> we went to habit two and understanding. And of course, you know, the response was that people said that we understand the problem, we, we can solve problems. And then, you know, yep, I, I, I get that. I get that. And the engineers love to work as individuals as we do. No, not engineers, <laughs> you know. And, 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 and the team wasn't necessarily on board and the team knowledge wasn't necessarily used. Okay. Right. And, um, you know, when we teach problem solving, we talk about rules when we should kick a problem solving process off. Okay. So a trigger to say, right, I've had a problem that's not this big, but this big. So I now need to trigger a formal problem solving pro uh, process because this problem is significant. It is, mm. you know, it's crossed the threshold. Uh, it's caused uh, a level of pain that we, uh, that's, I'm going to say intolerable. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're having these events mixed in with a whole heap of little events. Okay. So if you can imagine a production process that wasn't simply keeping up. And so we implemented some rules. And one of the rules was, is when we had an, a, a, a period of downtime that exceeded a threshold, we would do a formal problem solving process together. Right. Very important word together. Yes, together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. And so I, so what I did was bring some structure around that. So we did, you know, some steps and we you know, gathered evidence, wrote down what the problem was, and then we analyzed the information um, using um, some different techniques. And, you know, five wires was in there, uh, fish bones was in there, um, you know, uh, a psychological -like process was in there. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's um, depending on um, uh, what the problem was, we applied uh, different processes, but the, the, the message is that it, it was a formal process that we followed. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so lo and behold, um, you know, we'd catch up weekly and lo and behold, what would start, we, we were starting to see is that we're starting to knock off these really big events 
And now we're like, if you could imagine, the peaks were taken away. Yeah. And then we we're starting to deal with all these smaller events that that you know um, uh, people weren't getting to. They were just sort of putting, you know, put a band aid on something and and fix it and get it going, and not actually yeah. think about the cause of the problem. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's what using a problem uh, solving process does. Is it makes you think about the cause of the problem, and if you can solve the cause. It won't happen again, and so things yep. weren't happening. Things weren't happening again, and um, and um, our general rule of thumb was that we wanted to do one to two RCAs a week with the team. Mm -hmm. Okay, two at the most, one on average. Okay, yep. and and these big big problems started started going away, and. We had to change the target. We had to, let's call it, lower the bar, <laughs> not raise the bar. We had to lower the bar because there was weeks there that we didn't trigger an RCA because we had solved all of these big hitters. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And then what started happening was that we started catching up. The production process started keeping up with the rest of the business. And as we continued, and, and again, this process took a number of months. I'm not saying you can do this overnight. Yeah. It took a number of months to, to actually turn this process around. And then within a number of months, we were stopping because we were full. We couldn't store any more finished product. Mm. We physically couldn't do it. Okay. And, and our customers couldn't take it. And so that led to another opportunity of actually rejigging the whole maintenance strategy, mm. <laughs> which, you know, we're right up my alley being the, <laughs> uh, being the reliability engine, and it just yeah. opened up that, that whole thing. So it, it yeah. went from a bad news story. It went from a bad news story, okay, implementing some, you know, some triggers and a formal problem-solving some formal problem-solving processes yeah. to, to a good news story to the point where we had to rejig the whole maintenance strategy. We took the advantages of, mm. of the time that we now had because the production process was doing what it was originally designed to do. Yeah, awesome. So mm. if I can sort of just recap on, on that and, and what you've shared is with this, with this role that you had, the problem was was quite large. It was quite a financial mm. challenge. Yeah, you know, like the, they weren't producing enough. They weren't making budget. They were always overrun. Things were breaking yep. down. Maintenance work basically probably wasn't all getting done. Mm. Um, I'm making some assumptions here, but um, all these issues. And whilst all of them could have been quite small, they were just consistent problems that people mm -hmm. would put a band-aid on and sort of fix by developing a solid root cause analysis or problem solving process and being consistent in that process in application yep. in application and doing it as a collective so you're not just using the one person's mind it's not going okay johnny you're looking after automobiles so you're gonna do all the problems on the automobiles and you just fix them and mm -hmm. we'll just leave it to you you're working together so you're getting collective so you're getting it and 
a different view on things and you're getting people yep. to work together, which also incorporates a little bit of accountability there. Yes. Because when we work individually, it's very easy to go, ah, uh, yep, 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 I've got these things to do, but someone needs me over there, so I'll go and do that because it's easier. Mm. It's easier to go and do that than yep. to deal with a big problem that we got there and sort of push away. But we can dive into that another day. So through that, you started to chip away, solve these problems, yep. solve the bigger issues, and then get to the stage where like, we don't have anything that's causing us to trigger an RCA. Because like, usually, like we've talked about in, in um, this before, RCAs usually set a trigger or a KPI go, if this happens or this situation occurs, we complete an RCA to identify that problem. Mm -hmm. well, we've talked about we can do RCAs for anything just about. You know, yes. the, the problems can be quite small, but generally as a business and an organization that's suffering such a challenging or, or harrowing really condition, um, you, the, the KPI is often set relatively high. You know, it's um, mass loss of production, mass loss of costs or revenue and other things like that. Um, so yeah, the bringing that bar down allowed you to fine tune that and then to actually remodel the whole maintenance strategy because you built up stock. You fixed yeah, the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In turn, you... You solved all the problems. Now, in turn, you've created a new problem for the business, but it's a positive problem <laughs> instead of a, a negative a good, problem. It, it was a good problem to have and a, and a problem that those guys in that particular case hadn't had in a lo very long time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So they used to talk about, oh, you know, we used to, you know, the plant used to, we used to fill the place up, da 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 you yeah. know, and oh, that was the good old days. No, 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 no. You know, yeah. and you know, oh, it doesn't run. The plant doesn't run like that anymore because we haven't done this. And we haven't, you know, and everyone was, you know, there was always theories and postulation which, about what was causing it. <laughs> which is a really interesting point because, um, I'll, I'll try. I'm, I'm pausing momentarily because I'm trying not to get caught in my digressions too much. <laughs> um, though. That to me is one of the challenges that we've had with industry. With industry here, particularly in Australia, as long as I've worked, there's always been the tiles. I worked with guys that, you know, were 40 years my senior. It's like, oh, back when we used to do this work, it was only on weekends and, you know, we never had to work a public holiday. We never had to work, you know, this, this maintenance stuff was only done on Saturdays and that was it. You always had Sundays off blah 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 and now we're pushed to this world of go 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 mines operate 24 7 they operate mm. christmas day boxing day half the time yeah 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 yeah, yeah. well I, I used to work in an industry if you shut the thing off that would be really really bad <laughs> like you run it 24 7 yeah you know yeah. and yeah i i remember being a manager of a company and, and having to negotiate with my staff to work boxing day Mm. you know, to drive eight hours to work Boxing Day, you know, and it's like, it, it, it kind of, now as I sit back, um, living my life constantly around my family, I kind of make me think, what was I 
doing, like <laughs> taking this away. <laughs> but I, I guess I'd bring that back, and the reason I pause for my digression is because I know that's certainly one of my soapboxes I could get on. And I think there's a lot of things to unpack in that, not just my yeah. learnings, but I think the industry could learn from it. Yeah. What you've kind of proven is that if you actually develop a solid problem-solving method and understand yeah. the problems well, you can actually improve the business, the overall business so well that you actually get to go back to that style of living and working. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You know, back to the... We can actually I... yeah. recognize... Sorry, just... Yeah, mm. go, that, go, please. That way of operating. Yes, yes. That way of exactly. operating. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's, you know, and it was and it was awesome when we sat down one day and and I said, look, when when we first started all this, this is what the world looked like, and mm. I just did a comparison. I said, this is what we were talking about all those months ago. Yeah. And then I said, this is what the world now looks like, and they said, yeah. wow, you know, it was like a wow factor <laughs> type thing. Yeah, yeah, which I think is is really wonderful because what i have seen with rcas and um problem solving when done well and in this situation because you actually go through the process of understanding everything documenting the chain of events you understand the situations and the results of those situations and you, you understand the whole problem in a very short period, you can get it what it used to be and how it is now. Mm. You can actually identify that within a number of weeks. Like once you've completed the RCA and you've like gone, okay. And actually, I can even recall another RCA that you've been a part of recently where they have actually done that. They've actually identified this is a problem that we've had now and this is what it used to look like or it should have looked like. And you realize that for so long we've been doing it this way. Oh, hang yes. on. Now, whoa, if we change whoa, whoa. it, and we'll <laughs> yeah. go that way. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, that 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 leads. I think that's the, the one that I was about to lead, where we bring oh, the, bring the well, team along. Well, look at it. that. We can segue, segue. Yeah, segue. <laughs> this love is tea, it, by the it. way, everyone. This is it's just yeah. caffeine-free tea for night times. Oh, oh, very good. I might. Um, just in case anyone thinking it was, hey, um beer and or wine it's not something <laughs> alcohol on the podcast <laughs> be terrible not yet um not yet um yeah and the other thing like with that whole team and bringing people along on on the journey by by following a known process or a, or a structured process that introduces the information in bite-sized chunks okay and every one of the things over the years is that everyone that I've learned over the years is everyone has had their own unique experience. Yeah. Even with the problem at hand, they've got their own unique experience and an interpretation of that problem. Now, yeah. um, us as engineers may assume that people don't get it. And I've been going, I've, you know, I've been frustrated and look at, look how much hair I've got left, um, <laughs> pulling my hair out, um, at, at, at people that don't get it. Okay. And, and, you know, and I've had like numerous people, um, that I meet on, on my travels say that, oh, you're an engineer, you're different. Yeah, we are. Oh, no, okay. We're different. All right. I, I get that. <laughs> okay. But the interesting thing is that we, we as engineers have got to bring 
a whole heap of people along on the journey. Mm. So we're going to bring the technicians along, okay? So the people doing the work. Um, we've got to bring the technical experts along. We've got to bring the managers along because they're obviously the ones that ultimately make the decision to spend money, okay, yep. based upon recommendations as engineers of, of what we should do. And this leads into this example where there was a really big problem. Mm. It was really, really big. It had multiple, multiple hooks. The thing had multi-year history of causing problems, multi-year history of people doing things to this particular piece of kit um, where let's, I'm going to use the words, things were not necessarily correct, but were deemed to be the right thing to do at the time out of necessity. Okay, mm -hmm. out of necessity, you know, and some, and, and you know, if, if we went into detail, people such like engineers like me would simply cringe at some of the things that, that, that people did, but it was out of necessity and it was out of, you know, the, the they're moving forward with the best information they had at the time. Okay. Bound of rationality. <laughs> and, and, and the interesting thing was, you know, we got all of this information out. We followed, again, a formal problem solving. We got all of the information out on the table. Everyone had their say. Mm -hmm. Everyone talked about their experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. We distilled it down into a, in, in this process, in this, it was in a, a beautiful sologic process um, and course tree that was understood by all. And I can I can remember me being the facilitator standing up there, and I think it was one conversation by one guy in a response to a formal question, as a as in a question that you ask in in your problem solving process, that the whole room, the whole body language just changed, and it was like you know the cross legs I don't understand type thing to ah. Oh, I understand, like, I, ah, oh. and like it, the whole, the whole mood of the room instantly switched and mm. everyone sort of had that aha moment to the point after the facilitation session, right, people were coming to me and saying, we now get it and I can see everyone else on the team now gets it, yeah, and Subsequent to that, once the final report's gone in, of course, the, you know, the final report is in a, in a predictable format. Um, people can understand it. And, you know, the corporate guys had minimal questions about what we'd done. And, you know, um, I'm not privy to the, in the, the business um, decision-making or where they're, where they're ending up with uh, what we've found and what they're going to move forward with. There's a whole heap of different options that they had to consider. Um, as, re, as a result of this, and you know, it's not, and we're not talking um, chicken feed on this, we're talking multi million dollar type, type decisions. And mm -hmm. the corporate guys had two questions. And that was it. End of conversation. Mm. <laughs> yep. And they were, and, and this particular gentleman with the chick wasn't even there. Yeah. Wasn't even there. You know, yep. and he's and he's in the upper echelons of this particular organisation. You know, um, mm. you know, he'd he'd be the one that's that's signing the bottom line on a on a on a large 
multi-million dollar decision. Mm. Which is yeah. awesome. And I think that's... Um, I think it's really great to see that a, a, a process, a, a framework like this has been able to go through, identify, have everyone understand the problem, understand the situation at hand, dive a little deeper into it and then come up with the solution and all appear at the same point and recognize that this is the, the key solution this is mm. the root cause well, well, there's, causes well, i causes i don't like causes, yeah. I like causes. <laughs> yes. like we understood the causes of the situation and, and there was multiple in this case yeah you know and 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 it led back to years ago some of these were the root of the problem or root of some of the problems was happened years ago that was mm. outside of the control of the current people but now they understand why they're getting the symptoms that they're now seeing because of these causes. Yeah, yeah, which is a really good point because if you, we just, it seems like in this process, in this instance, for many years, they have been, it was obviously a critical piece of equipment mm -hmm. that they needed to run. Yeah. You know, they really needed to keep this thing going. So they had to put as many band-aids patchworks and bits and pieces on to sort of keep it going and yes. with the time poor time pressure situations they obviously did the best they could with the information they had the effect of that which is another interesting topic in this realm mm. is that that information sort of sticks it's like well last time it happened we did this why? Well, it just works, so we might just do it again. And they might repeat this pattern or this um, new habit or new action to get them going without actually having dived in to understand. Mm. So it comes to the point where now when you actually finally formalize that process with a framework to establish and really dive into all the aspects, all the realms of possibility you then can key point a number of different factors and you can identify where along the timeline in the past some other choices have been made that may have not been best you yeah know? and you can accept it and go okay well that just happened and that was fine but now let's move on what should it really be or how yes what would be a better solution like we don't have to just keep doing the same thing. It's like Einstein said, you know, well, I'm butchering it, but you know, doing the same thing time and time again, expecting a different result, is a sign of insanity, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, I think it was Einstein that said that. Yeah. So I, I totally, totally agree. And 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 it doesn't have to be major changes that that you're looking at. It could be a subtle change into. Yeah into um the way that you do things you know mm. and 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 it can make all of the difference and the and you know i think um ron moore talks about the bow wave you know you've got to make this little investment to get that return mm -hmm. and you know and i think the investment for me is um like formalize your problem solving 
Mm. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I think, too, what's nice about the formalized problem solving, as we've spoken about in previous episodes, is because it's something that anyone in the team can necessarily do, anyone can be a part of. Mm. We have, you have the ability to bring the whole team along. Yes. Yeah. And this is a really good case of it because you had, recalling the uh, RCA, you had technical experts that were all over this machine like it was their own hand or they just knew every part of it. You had technicians that maintained it and that were saying, well, this is what we did last time, so we're doing it again. Like, this is what we should do. You had engineers, you had supervisors and then you had yourself that whilst you got a mechanical engineering background you probably hadn't seen them piece of machine before no, no. <laughs> I, I had I, like i had an idea yep. i didn't know the detail <laughs> yep. was the, the, like everything yeah. the devil in the detail but but uh yeah yeah i i i, I was not a technical expert particular mm. piece of e- absolutely not even when you look at your feedback from the upper management member um, for him to come back with just two questions, having read a report, Mm. let's be honest. A lot of people that are managers and so forth may come from a very skilled background, may come from a very detailed um, process though. He possibly hasn't seen this piece of machinery. He hasn't seen it in operation before. Hasn't got the experience with it. Hasn't got the experience with it. No. And maybe mm. hasn't been on the tools in in the realms of it for some time. Yeah. You know, but for him to pick up from the report that there is a clear understanding of the problem, there is a clear identified potential solutions, and there is proof that the solutions will work or validation that the solutions mm-hmm. will work, mm-hmm. he can go, okay. Yeah, we have a solution. And we, we got a we got a path forward. Yeah, we got a path forward. We got a path. Now what can we, we do? Path and we can do it. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's, now it's all about how do we how do we achieve this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. I re- I really like those two examples, and and I think um, they're quite relatable. I think they're, they're quite good examples of how problem solving can really help, and you can build everyone into into the team. So. Moving forward to machine learning. Mm. Let's give us a situation, um, a good one that's Mm. nice and digestible. Like, like, I know we say like machine learning is quite new here in Australia and it's um, sometimes quite complex and and hard to understand. Mm. And um, Mm. we know me, I like to simplify things um <laughs> but I, I i feel like there's a topic on there's one on top of your mind that you can think of there's a really good example of how machine learning has improved a process or a strategy yeah well it's, it's it, well this is put a cup i come back to you know the whole reason why you look at machine learning from a, a reliability maintenance sense it's Mm. problems that um you know we as humans 
um, would simply miss. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, we, we, we get it when the alarms go off, but, you know, you miss the boat when the alarms go off on the, yep. on, on the machine. So, you know, and, and let's, um, let's talk about um, an engine, okay? And an engine is a complex piece. You know, it vibrates and things come loose. Things come loose, they do, yep. right? And, and, you know, and there's lots of, um, I'm sure there's people um, out there, maintainers, um, mm -hmm. fitters and electricians, um, checking things for security, right? Yep. Coming loose. So now I'm not saying that you should not do that, but what happens if something comes loose in between your maintenance strategies for one reason or another. I'm not talking about root cause analysis here. We're just understanding yep. that something's come loose, you know? Yep. And and um, and if we talk about an intake on an engine, right? A turbocharged engine, if, if you know, something comes loose, like a hose clamp <laughs> comes loose or you develop a yep. hole and you lose that boost pressure, you're going to see a difference in a number of parameters on that engine okay mm -hmm. you might see a different you might you may see a difference in the intake temperature you may see a difference in the intake pressure you may see a difference in the egts you may see um a difference um in fuel consumption there's a whole heap of different bits and bits and pieces but um the problem that comes to mind is that uh machine learning in this case picked up a loose hose clamp 29 mm -hmm. hours of operation before an alarm went off mm -hmm. yeah right. that one that one is um a one that i've been obviously personally involved in um yep. on, a, on a rather large um engine powering a rather large piece of equipment um so yep. and, and you know if you've got Imagine if you had 29 hours to plan something in. Yeah. Like that's a day. Yeah. Right. Take take the breakdown or 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 have 29 hours warning. Mm -hmm. I, I'd choose 29 hours warning every time. Yes. So yeah? as soon as you start talking about that, I, I remember the, the situation. And to be honest, it's one of my um, favorite ones to use um as an example because it is so simple to explain it is yeah. so um yeah. straight up and, and understandable i'm going to play yeah. a little dev devil's advocate yeah. here though okay. for a second go for it mate no, i'm gonna love this <laughs> wouldn't it be normal though that the alarm is picking this up so correct me if i'm wrong but this particular piece of machinery has a bunch of sensors and it yeah. has an alarm that says before anything goes boom, which is what we yeah. kind of talk about. It has warning, an alarm. You know, and, and like what was that alarm signal? What time frame do we get from that alarm? And then what's the sort of natural response? The alarm of the type, um, which you know, it's a, it was a difference in EGTs. Okay, if you yep. get a significant difference in EGTs, you've got a problem. Um, yep. And basically, if you continue to operate, you're going to put the engine at risk. Um, it's a, you know, one of those red alarms or critical one alarms or category one alarms or whatever you want to call it, where 
if they appear, you should stop the machine. Right. Okay. You got a yep. big difference in it. You got a big difference in EGTs. Yep. Um, um, exhaust gas temperatures. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, I'm a I'm a pilot, and um, that's one of the things that we monitor in airplanes is difference in EGTs, and right. and you know, um, I've, you know, little one of the little planes that I fly, um, it monitors the EGTs on every cylinder, so I can see right. um, as I'm flying along what the exhaust gas temperatures are on the cylinder, and and right, I I control the mixture of the of the um of the fuel going in that's manually controlled mm -hmm. in this particular airplane and you know the engine manufacturer will say do not exceed 1400 degrees temperatures and right. um i can see that i can see where each cylinder is at and if something starts getting hot my response is i i richen up the mixture if it right. gets if it, if it gets too bad i'm looking for a place to land so you know mm. um um, in this case, coming back to the machine learning, um, it picked up the subtle differences, not only in the EGTs, but also in the intake pressure. Right. Good. Mm -hmm. So this is where I wanted to go by posing those questions. Because mm. um, again, it's understanding, right? So if we're understanding the problem that was presented, um, we get to play devil's advocates because machinery all has alarms like the bus i drive and live in has alarms it yes. gives me little engine warnings which actually honestly tells you near bugger all but take it to a mechanic <laughs> yeah. well, um, well you, you know you get a difference in EGTs. what can that be caused by oh it could be a whole very long so it's very long but yeah you go so if, if i can just identify a couple of key points here so usually when it gets to the point of alarm um would you say the difference in egt temperatures would be five degrees or ten degrees or oh, no, 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 no. 20 30 degrees once that alarm yeah, it, is let's yeah, just be clear be, for it, it's going to be very significant you're a, a 50 degree plus right so we're looking at something exhaust temperature might be 50 degrees and your other one might be 100 degrees and it's like exactly whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. We, significant we got a big difference, difference. Yeah. we got a significant yeah, yeah. difference right well in 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 in, Far in fahrenheit you're up around the 400 quarter in the thousands of 14 1500 mark and in celsius you're down around the 700 800 degree mark right that's okay. a, that's a, that's the numbers on an on a on a internal combustion engine roughly right so, okay electrical yeah <laughs> um i'm just looking for the difference i'm looking for the difference um yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, but it's significant significant it, it, you know essentially um it's like only to put it in electrical sense you've got un uneven loading yes you've got an unbalanced it's, it's, load it's unbalanced it's going the, the engine's becoming unbalanced yeah. for some reason yeah. it, which is really it's, it's a really loose interpretation yes yes <laughs> but that's that's actually where I wanted to go next because what we identified in the machine learning or what we're able to drill down into. So um, let's sort of paint the whole story and I'll tell it in my terms um, now of what I, I recall. But at first glance, we put this machine learning on a data, a data set. Um, mm -hmm. We got all the trucks information. I think it was like 200 tags or 
How many tags come off that engine? No, no, the truck. Oh, the truck. Uh, yeah, it was a hundred over a hundred. Over a hundred. Over a hundred. So, over a hundred different lines of information came in. Mm-hmm. We had a known situation, so we had mm-hmm. this alarm that went off. Mm-hmm. All those pieces of information were coming in. We mm-hmm. said, "This is where a fault is." And with a couple of clicks, the machine learning algorithm picked up and said, oh, there's signs of this five hours in advance. There's signs of this issue. We can identify that temperature starting to rise on one of the um, intake clamps. Um, Uh, It was was the EGTs that were responding. The machine learning was telling us the EGTs were the one that was responding the most. Yep. Right. So, yeah. So, there was a difference in EGT. So, one of the the EGT indicators was vastly different to the others. Yep. And we should do something about it. We should look a little closer at these sections. Then we drill down. Well, the the way way that I think the way we could, just to rephrase that, it's That's behaving fine. different to what it's learned. Mm-hmm. So the machine learning algorithm has ah. learned what essentially is normal and it's identified that the EGTs are behaving the most different to what it's learnt. But in the same sentence, I should say that it also said there was another other parameters that were starting to change as well, but not as significantly. Right. Okay. <laughs> there's a there's a holy stuff in there. Oh no. Sorry. No, that's it. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Un- I understand. Understand where you're going with that. Yeah. Um, and it's a really key point. It's it's a really good point because the machine learning understands what is normal. It understands it. Let's just talk EGT for a second for simplification. EGT is normally this. They will range between. I know it's not real temperatures, but say 50 degrees and 75 degrees, they will range. They will not all be 50 degrees at the same time. Sometimes one will be 55, Mm -hmm. one will be 60, one will be 50, Mm -hmm. one will be, uh, they'll vary. Okay. Depending on how the combustion engine is working. Yes. Now. Loads and fuel. Loads, fuel. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An array of different reasons. Yes. What we were able to identify early though was a constant difference that was increasing. Nailed it. A constant right. difference that was increasing. Okay, yes. the behaviour was deviating as time went on more and more yep. from what it has learnt from normal. Exactly. You nailed yep. it. Yeah. Yeah. Difference so in behaviour. Difference in behaviour. So mm. that highlighted to us that hang on, there's a difference in behaviour in this area of the machine. Yes. Look a little closer and let's see what we can do. So mm. we went, okay, this is in the engine. The the EGT was measured in the engine bay, mm-hmm. the exhaust manifold. So we went, hang on, let's look at the engine tags. Let's look at all the information coming in from just the engine. Let's forget about the wheels. Let's forget about the um, tire pressures. Let's forget about the strut pressure. Let's forget about what's going on in the operator cab. Let's just focus on the engine and look mm-hmm. at those tags so we're able to concentrate on that which then allowed the machine learning to look a little closer and now identify that shift even earlier 
which then brings us to this 29 hours in advance. Uh, uh, not quite strictly correct. <laughs> okay. Um, no, 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 no. So um, we're talking about supervisors and lackeys. So yes. the supervisor got it in six hours and the lackey yep. got it in 29. But w what the difference was there was that we said, because we knew, as you mentioned there, um, Dane, we knew where the problem was. Yep. So we had a loose So what we did was we said to the machine learning, we had a loose hose clamp at this point in time. Now look backwards and uh -huh. tell us when the earliest point you see the symptoms of that. Right. There's the difference. Slight, yep. slight difference. Yeah. No, yep. good. Good. Because <laughs> you are right. I, I, um, I had missed reminding us that we, we had the identifier. We had the actual... This yeah. was the alarm. It turned out to be a loose hose clamp. So we sort of already knew where we needed to kind of target. Yeah. yeah. But we were able to deploy a lackey, as we like to term it. Yeah, um, someone yeah. to look a little bit closer at that yeah. engine bay, at that engine compartment and identify mainly focusing on the EGT and EGP or the pressure. Uh, it was all engine parameters, actually. Like what you engine. said, it was just, just, just all engine parameters. He just looked parameters. at all, all engine parameters and all identified anything that created this difference. So I guess if you look at the engine parameters would have had at point of alarm, all these things are operating abnormally. So yes. that then lackey looked at all these things and said, they're operating normal, 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 abnormal here abnormal here yes yes these are yep that's the same tag there's acting and abnormal getting, and it's getting that's, worse and it's getting worse <laughs> and it's projecting getting worse. <laughs> forward that is getting worse we can yeah, go yeah, yeah. 29 yeah. hours in advance yeah which yeah, is yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. because then awesome. as we've identified in a world of going trying to keep these trucks running what's the effect of actually pulling yeah. one of these things out for maintenance um, or stopping a piece of plant like you talked about in your root cause analysis, like stopping a whole machinery or even the other problem, um, the second RCAK study that you had, it was such a significant piece of plant that if mm -hmm. they stopped it, it's like, whoa, whoa, hang on, we can't stop this. No, we can't. Like, we simply can't. Is... It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. work. However, in a lot of situations and a lot of people carrying out maintenance would understand that for trucks they often have um services like short lubes um for pieces of fixed plant they go and lubricate they go and check they w do a walk by and check the, the vibration um or mm. general noise like you, you mechanics about the place actually know how the machine sounds they know yes. when it's not operating properly um and if they have a window, which in this case they did, because um, on a lot of sites where they have these trucks yes. running 24 seven, they actually yes. do have short input services where they re-lubricate things. Yeah. The truck is parked yeah. for 10, 15 minutes and they yeah. go, quick, let's go and make sure everything's running right. Mm -hmm. There is an opportunity to tighten a hose clamp. Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't agree with you more. There's an opportunity and your, your standard mechanic slash fitter or um, electrician, if, if they know about a, a, a potential area to go and look, 
like we're not talking zillions of time to actually do that when they're already on the machine take yeah. opportunity maintenance whatever word you want to use there yeah. um um that's 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 what this is all about it's mm. you know, it's it's getting getting um getting the works into those opportunity well, they call it opportunity maintenance but into into those planned maintenance intervals so we've got the heads yeah. up there's something about to go wrong we know it is because we've had this experience before in the past mm-hmm. our our little machine learning algorithm has has been taught that this is true in fact and if he goes off he's our lucky goes off yeah. and we've definitely got a loose hose clamp and so um you know that that those subtle differences that the machine learning um picks up can be used to our advantage yeah yeah and that's the advantage that's the competitive advantage you get the, you, you get the heads up of things actually happening so that um so that um uh you can take the opportunity yeah and i think yeah like that was a really good example. It was a, a um, great case study that you know, like we like to use and we like to share because it's obvious and it's simple. Um, but even if there wasn't that window of a um, lube and a fifteen-minute window, they could have gone and tightened the hose clamp. Or if it was something a little bit more significant um, of a problem that needed more attention, it still meant that you're able to actually, yeah, you might have had to still pull it out of service, out of operations. Yep. Yeah. Pull it over to the side. But mm-hmm. if you've got a 29 hour lead window, this is what we've sort of talked about in the past, it's a lot better than a, an alarm that says, stop it now. <laughs> you know? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And um, we used to like RCM terminology, consequential damage. Mm. Right, right. You ignore the alarm, keep operating the engine, and break something. <laughs> yep. Next thing we call we call it putting a leg out of bed. I.e., <laughs> Conrod goes out the side of the engine. Right? Yeah. How much are you up for on a V20? If you do that on a V20 or a V16 yeah. or a V12 engine in you know the 2,000 to 3,000 horsepower class, mm. you're up for some serious coin. Yeah. Serious money. Sorry, yeah. coin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, th- but awesome. that's a really good example because it's giving you that window and that time to actually make that decision with less mm. pressure. So mm. even if we talk Absolutely. about if you just had this the supervisor deployed in that situation that understood what normal operation was. Yes. Right. He could identify, hang on, there's going to be an issue in the engine bay in this period, even if you haven't trained it to what a loose hose clamp is at this point. Exactly. He's identifying, hang on, hang on, hang on. In five hours time, I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm sending warnings to my reliability team, to my my staff that something is array here and there's going to be a possible problem in the engine in about five hours or so. Well, You've- yeah, well, well, you get, I'd, I'd sort of interpret it a little bit differently in, in because we knew where the point of alarm was. Right. Right, we knew, so that's how we could get the fight, the, Five, okay. six hours, I think. It was. Sure, yeah. sure. We knew we knew where the point of the point of alarm was, right? Yeah. Um, I, I would I would say the words that I would use is, you've got an impending problem. It's just a matter of time. And what just came to my mind too, though, is the information that that supervisor is able to provide about that impending problem and the area of the impending problem. Yes. 
Yes, you're right. Allows you, are you to make that correct. decision of yes. Do I run the risk and do I keep driving it? We have a window. Like, yes. if you would say this truck is actually about to go out of service next shift, it's only got four hours left. Just go for it. Don't worry about it. Like, let's just see what happens. Yeah, we haven't got alarms yet. It? Yeah, we'd be alert but not alarmed. <laughs> alert but not alarmed. Yes, yes, we'd be alert but not alarmed. <laughs> we'll, be alert. we'll be alert but not alarmed and we'll, we'll monitor, <laughs> right, to, to achieve the, you know, the goal that we need to do. And, yeah. and we still we've still got warning we've still got that warning it all yeah. comes down to that warning time we've got you know the alarm hasn't off at this point in time we have a yeah. machine learning algorithm saying we've got a we've got I, i'm noticing significant difference in behavior mm -hmm. in these areas of the engine yeah and then you could engage the technical experts and say hey our egts are starting to do this our um, intake pressures and temperatures are starting to vary. I can now see it. The, you know, yep. the, the machine learning's picked it up, and now I can see it. What mm -hmm. What should we do, Mister Technical Expert? Should we continue to run this engine? And he'll yep. go, Oh, well, you know, your EGTs are, you know, within these limitations. Yeah, I'd continue to run it, but next opportunity, I'd pull it up. So you're giving yourself that lead time to actually make mm. a better decision. You're giving yourself more time to prepare. So that might mm. mean going, okay, well, this truck's just about finished its service. We can wrap that up a little bit quicker and get that one going and tag them out instead of just going, oh, alarm, truck broke down, ah. fire, 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 yeah, fire, yeah. let's put it out. <laughs> yeah, what do we yeah. do? You're, what in do we fight, do? What you're in fire or fighting mode. He's got, yeah. the, he's got the youth. We need to get out to the pit. Exactly. All that exactly. sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 So awesome. Awesome. Well, I think there's some um, really good examples um, of what RCAs can be or how they can look and some good examples um, and some good results too. I think that's really important because um, we can we can easily just do problem solving or do RCAs and, and hope for the best and think that we're doing well. But when you've got case studies of actual real good ex results, it actually highlights the benefits and the importance mm. of operating in that form. Yeah. Likewise yeah. with the machine learning, I think that's a really good example. And I was actually so pleased when we saw that because, I, again, we do use that all the time as an example it's because good, it is it's so simple. One. It's yeah. good um, to to present it, to make it clear how, how it can work. And I think everyone I've spoken to is like, oh, really? And it's like that light bulb. It's like, oh, hang on, that makes sense. Like I've, I've spoken to people that have no clue about industry, no clue about maintenance. You know, they're baristas, and they're like, oh, really? You could identify that that quick. That's that's pretty cool. And it's mm. like, ah, oh. so so I think they're really good case studies. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I think that's good. I think we've done good. I think you've you've done well to be okay. on the hot seat Thank again, Seven. Thank you. Thank you. You always <laughs> challenge me. He gives me no warning, ladies and gentlemen. He gives me no warning at all. He None. just asks these questions. None. Yep. None. <laughs> so, so none of this is scripted. <laughs> I find it kind of gets the authenticity out of it. It, it. it really, in my view, and guys, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I know some colleagues of ours and we'll be um, maybe listening to some of these now soon. So <laughs> yeah. we'll certainly get some feedback. Um, 
but yeah, like I, I feel it's really good to to just think on our feet sometimes. I think we can over script, over plan, over follow the textbook sort of process. And um, anyway, I hope you guys do enjoy it. I think it's we've got some really good case studies. Um, and we'll probably keep talking in this fashion just about some case studies, about some examples that we've come up with. As we dive a little bit further into the podcast, we might talk a little bit more about just RCAs. We might do a whole podcast just on RCAs, another whole podcast just on machine learning. Mm. Um, and we'll get some other people in to yes. talk about That's their problems. We've got some interesting, interesting guests coming up. Yeah. Um, yes. And common guests too. I think uh, from my experience of listening to a lot of podcasts, we get a lot of big name people in industry and so forth around, which is great. And we'll certainly look to getting a few of them on the show. Though um, people on the ground doing the work, I think is always mm. a really good example of how it can be so powerful and how it can be very useful. So with that, I've got nothing else, Seven, unless you have something you'd like to say, share or do. No, I'm all good, mate. No, Thank you. You're all good. No worries. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Um, don't I think I'm going to need to go in the corner and have some quiet time now. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, thanks, everyone. Uh, as always, uh, hit the like button, subscribe, leave us a review, and yeah, share your comments, feedback. It's always welcome. And look forward to no seeing you again soon. Cheers. All right. Thank you.